This week on episode 456 of the RV podcast, the future of RV toilets is here. Say goodbye to water and odors. We will learn about the RVing community's best kept secret, the electric lavio toilet. Also in this episode, expert advice on how to safely unlock, refill, and reattach your RV's propane tank. The hottest social media buzz about the RV lifestyle. And the RV News of the Week, your questions, a fabulous camping food recipe, and much, much more. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Wendland, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. And we've been busy. We did some camping last week. We're uh, we're off to Elkhart, Indiana this week, the RV capital of the world. We've got a plant tour to take a look at, and that should be pretty fun, I think. Yeah, it will be, and that was half the reason we moved to the location we moved to, so that we would be close to Elkhart, Indiana. It's just really not that far away. It's like. 50 miles down the road so we get to visit all the RV manufacturers and check out all the different uh, units that they have on display and we're actually looking forward to that but I'll tell you it's uh, it's been hot um, man you need your air conditioning on uh, in much of the country the west the southwest the Midwest has been extremely hot and here in the Midwest where we come to you today we are breathing smoke again from those out of control why don't they put those fires out? Because it's in a big Canada? forest. <laughs> yeah, it's a big forest, but come on, they're just—they're ruining the environment with those fires. But anyway, it's not their fault. Well, it kind of is their fault because bring in more people and put them out. But it's uh, more smoke, and uh, I have never—we've uh, lived in the Midwest all of our lives. I've never experienced smoke like this, especially smoke that's coming from another country. You know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I don't think there's much you can do about it. Hey, just a quick note to all those who have expressed interest in our possible 27-day trip to the Maritimes uh, in uh, uh, 2024. We've had well over 60 people say they want to go on that trip. And uh, based on that, I am pretty sure that this will happen. There's only room for 25 rigs on this trip. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to happen fast. But the details uh, still, that all the reservations need to be put in place. And we've got a lot of little details that the tour operators have to, uh, have to get straightened out before we have a 100% commitment. Now, we just are going to be along for the trip. Uh, is all going to be run by Fantasy RV Tours, and they'll handle all the details and sign-ups and all that stuff. Um, but we will um, let you know if uh, this is a go sometime this week. We'll send out a note to everyone who has sent us an email. Our personal email is Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com, um, and uh, we'll see uh, what happens with it. But it's looking like that will be a pretty fun trip yeah canadian maritimes and meanwhile our uh music city nashville trip is sold out 
but don't dismay because usually at the last minute a few folks can't come so if you really have a heart's desire to come get on that waiting list and we'll see how that all works out so it's scheduled for October 2nd to the 5th of this year and we're gonna have a big night we're gonna go to the Grand Old Opry which I'm looking forward to I always look forward to that it, Always lots to do in Nashville. And if you want details on that and want to get on the waiting list, it's rvlifestyle.com slash Nashville. And that's for our October 2nd to the 5th uh, Music City Meetup. Uh, the dates, by the way, for, I, I don't know if I mentioned them, the dates for the uh, Maritimes tour, if that happens, and it looks like it will, would be Oct uh, July 22nd through August 17th of 24. So... Um, we will send it out to everybody who has sent us an invitation. There's been a lot of people. If it happens, um, you know, um, it's first come, first serve. So, but you'll deal not with us, but with the tour operator. So, but that's what we've been up to. There's lots of stuff happening, of course, always on our Facebook group. This is going to be a monumental week for our Facebook group because uh, it might have happened already by the time we were recording this episode by the time it it's released we're going to hit 200,000 subscribers wow can That's you believe all it? i can say who yeah. would have guessed that we need to have a 200,000 subscriber <laughs> uh, uh party on it for a facebook group that's pretty big thanks to all of our moderators who have uh, such a do such a great job uh wendy boyer is our uh, moderator chief over there and she uh, keeps track of all the hot topics for us and here's this week's rv social media buzz hi everybody well we got a post last week from natasha over at the rv lifestyle facebook group that i just loved uh, now natasha she described herself as a seasoned camper and she showed a picture of her crowded and let's face it it was rather tiny because that's how they are rv counters and she said she needed some suggestions on how to improve her counter space. She said the configuration she has is not working. Um, she needed to be able to access her Keurig coffee maker, her air fryer, and her toaster. She used those every day and said, what do you got? Who can help me? And I loved it because she was real. She showed this picture and everybody just jumped in and wanted to help. Um, great ideas. One was from Diana. She said that she got a Ninja convection oven. So this could use do several things at once. She didn't need a toaster, she didn't need the air fryer. One appliance did it all, saving counter space. Uh, Carol was one of many who suggested that she get a small version of a Keurig coffee maker, save her a little space. And then there were many people who showed pictures of how they made their own counter spaces, just had this really nice, uh, you know, finished piece of wood and then they would put it on a hinge so it would fold down or fold up as you needed it, and I loved it. There were just a lot of great suggestions there um, from the community coming together. And then another thing I'd like to share with you is our group gets a lot of uh, posts from people who are new to the RV lifestyle itself or new to the Facebook group, and they take a picture and they introduce themselves and they show a picture of their rig. And we got a picture of Nate introducing his new rig that really got people talking. His rig was a Grand Lodge. I think it was by Forest River. Absolutely beautiful. He showed these pictures of the inside, and it had an upstairs loft with a ladder and curtains around it. Uh, the kitchen had an island. The living room was L-shaped. The, the sofa had this L-shaped uh, 
to it in their living room. It was just a beautiful rig. And he got lots of comments from people saying um, nice things. And that was, that was fun to read. And then finally, one of my favorite posts of the week came from Carol. And she said, what do you never leave home without and why? And that got so many interesting comments. We had Bill talking about his lawn chairs. We had Michael saying that he never left without his wife because she was the navigator. Uh, we had comments about needing your patience, needing your sense of humor. Um, and then there were so many things from bug spray to broom and dustpan, pillows from home, lip balm, a good hat, duct tape, the dog. Um, Kelly was my favorite. She said that she just loved the post and it was fun to read and I have to agree. So that's it for me. Have fun camping wherever you may find yourself this week, and I'll see you next time on the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. You know, I think it's so much fun hearing what Wendy has to say every week, and uh, it had to be particularly fun reading all those what are must-haves, what you can't leave. Yep, there were a bunch when of When you stuff. go off on a trip, there are just things that you shouldn't leave. Well, when you go off on a trip, one of the things you want to do is have good food with you. And that's where our sister blog, Camping Food Recipes, comes in. Um, this is a blog we kind of spun off. Uh, Jerrica Ma is our editor-in-chief. She keeps track of all these awesome campground, camp, uh, ground meals that you can make in your RV or at the campfire. Many of you are now uh, sending in your own suggested meals and recipes. And uh, if you haven't visited it, it's campingfoodrecipes.com. Here's Jerrica with a particularly a great breakfast idea for everybody. Hey, camping foodies. This is Jerrica with campingfoodrecipes.com. And this week, I have a really sweet way to start off your camping day. Um, we have a new crock-pot French toast casserole recipe on our site, and it is delicious. Um, it's one of those recipes where you prep the night before, um, and it only takes, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes to get all the ingredients ready, and then you put them in your fridge and let them soak overnight. Um, and then the next day, you pop it in your crock-pot, and a couple hours later, you have a delicious way to start off your camping day. But I know that we're not all early risers or we're not all patient enough to wait a couple hours for breakfast. So the recipe also includes an alternative to just pop it in your oven and, and enjoy it much sooner. So don't worry if you're like me and you know, some of those mornings you really like to sleep in just a bit, um, there's an alternative for you to still enjoy this great recipe um, much quicker in the morning. So be sure to check that one out. Um, you should also look at our uh, fruit salad recipe because if you make that for lunch the day before, you can then use any leftover fruit to top your French toast casserole. So it's a really great way to make these recipes work together without having to bring different ingredients for every single meal of the day. So. I hope that you enjoyed this recipe. We also have another breakfast option, which is homemade sweet cream pancakes. So another super tasty way to start your day. Um, and as you're on our website, checking all the new recipes that we add every week, please don't forget to submit your own favorite camping recipe by clicking on that tab. Um, then all of the RV community can, can enjoy what you enjoy whenever you go camping. So thank you, and um, we'll see you next week with another camping food favorite. Crock-Pot French toast, fruit salad recipes, uh, sweet cream pancakes, those are all 
pretty good recipes that uh, she's got on that uh, website. Campingfoodrecipes.com. That's where you will find them. All right. When we come back, the interview of the week, and uh, this can be an interesting one. Uh, we first heard about this toilet when we were doing an, one of our factory RV tours in Elkhart just a couple months ago when we were at uh, Embassy RVs. And they were using this new toilet called the Lavio. We had not heard of it before, but it's waterless, it is odorless, it is electric, and um, it was pretty interesting to us. So we tracked down the company and the CEO, and you're going to learn about this, I think, revolutionary toilet idea for the RV. If you hate dumping black tanks, listen up. That interview coming up right after this. The one thing that can ruin a perfect RV trip is a bad mattress. And believe us, we know. Over the years, we've tried many and found them all wanting until now. Now, we sleep on the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Quite simply, it's the best we've ever slept on. We chose a queen-sized Aurora Lux medium firm mattress that arrived tightly rolled in a box. All we had to do is put it on the bed, unroll it, and wait for it to recover from the compression. Then we put the sheets and the bed covers on, and we found we slept so well on it that we ordered another one for our home. That's how comfortable it is. Our sleep is now so luxurious and deep that we can't imagine using a different mattress. Shipping is free, and if you're disappointed with the current mattress in your RV, you owe it to yourselves to try the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Brooklyn Bedding sends out all of their RV mattresses from their own factory in Arizona. That means they're able to use premium materials at a reasonable price for you with no middleman bringing up the cost. And right now, if you visit rvmattress.com slash rvlifestyle, you'll get the maximum discount off your mattress with the promo code rvlifestyle. Again, use the promo code rvlifestyle for a big discount on your RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. We're sure you'll be as thrilled with your RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding as we are with ours. It really is the most comfortable mattress we've ever slept on. Well, welcome back, everybody. Well, we have heard more than our share, and if truth is told, I have been guilty of a few of them myself, black tank RV horror stories. <laughs> well, <sighs> That's know. one of the duties that I took on that you were very clear when we started the RV lifestyle a dozen years ago that you wanted no part of. <laughs> Well, you really wanted me to go camping and so traveling with you, so... I agreed. Uh, I mean, unpleasant odors, mess, uh, always that black tank that you have to empty. Uh, there are alternatives, of course. There's composting toilets. There are cassette toilets, which are very popular now, particularly in Europe. But uh, today we're going to talk about a product that we just came across when we were doing a factory tour. Um, and we saw a, a manufacturer, Embassy RVs, installing something called the Dry Flush, the Lavio, L-A-V-E-O. That's the name of the, of the toilet. It's a Connecticut company uh, called Dry Flush. And uh, what it does is it collects waste in a sort of a foil-lined toilet. And with each flush, it tightly wraps that waste. Uh, some people say it reminds them of a diaper genie that's used for soiled baby diapers. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So we were really impressed with that. And we got a hold of the uh, CEO of the company. And uh, I think that what you're going to find is uh, Douglas Rice is a very enthusiastic CEO. And he's going to tell you all about it. And we'll put links and all that stuff. Uh, this isn't sponsored or anything. We just think this is one slick RV toilet. <laughs> and uh, it solves a big problem for a lot of people. So uh, let's uh, meet Doug Rice from Dry Flush about the Lavio toilet. First of all, how does this thing work? No water and no odor. Correct. What it what it does, it has a cartridge with 21 and a half feet of mylar film, basically the same material as a balloon, helium balloon material. And the, there's a double fan inside the toilet. It creates a bowl under suction. You put your deposit into the toilet, press the button. The next fan comes up and closes it over. Then inside, there's a twist motor with an octagonal drum, and we twist it four times into a very tight twist, similar to a sausage link. The next stage, we pull down more film out of the dispenser and create another bowl and push that waste to the bottom of the drum. Now, how are these toilets powered? Is it 12 volts? Uh, there's three different power options. 12 volts, very common in the van builders. We also have a 110 uh, AC adapter for putting a toilet next to the bed, which is one of our new markets for home care for elderly or disabled, um, and also a battery. We have a motorcycle battery garage in the back. The battery slides in. Uh, one charge is good for about 300 flushes, or we suggest you charge the, give the battery a little chart tune up every, every two or three months. All right, but talking here for RVers, uh, how how many flushes do they get? Well, that's an interesting this? question. Uh, you get 15 flushes. However, when I bought the company 19 months ago, I wanted to uh, add more value to the cost of the refills. So we discovered uh, pea powder, which is the same material as BB's diaper. <laughs> Wait a minute. Pea power? Pea powder? Pea powder. Pea powder is the same substance that's in a baby's diaper. And our plant manager, John, discovered it. And we started bottling it in six ounce bottles, just like a spice bottle. And we discovered that if you just dust your urine with it, it will turn it into a gel and deodorize it. So you don't flush with just urine every time. However, since we urinate so much, on the, we suggest on the third urination, pea powder, let it solidify, press the button to create a new bowl. Every time you go number two, you obviously press the button because you wanna get rid of the odor permanently. And this is odor-free. Uh, can this unit be retrofitted to existing RVs that may have a standard toilet in them? Yes. What they do is a lot of them will rip out what they have, and they'll have a little uh, donut, if you will, in the floor that goes into the black water tank. So they'll put a little uh, plywood platform to make it level. They don't need to cover up the hole if they clean out their black water tank uh, properly. Um and our toilet has a floor mount kit where it sits right over the hole and done. It's done. It's, it's done. So walk us through how this idea started and then how RVers began to catch on to this. Very good question. Uh, I just learned this recently that the inventor of the toilet was an engineer. He loved camping. His girlfriend would not go because of the toilets or toiletry available. She just thought it was disgusting. <laughs> so he said, I will invent a toilet that she will approve of and she'll go camping with me. And he did. 
Uh, unfortunately, uh, they started off with Home Depot and they started selling quite a few toilets and then he ended up with uh, prostate cancer and passed away. His partner ran, you know, ran the company for the next, say, nine, eight years. Uh, when I came to the company um, as a, a lead for my accountant, I asked the owner, I said, what do you do for marketing? He says, we don't. What do you do for literature? We don't have any. How do you get the orders? They just come in over the internet. So in the first 10 years, they sold 10,000 toilets. I've been here 19 months and we're closing in on almost 8,000 toilets in the last 19 months. Now, are you uh, building these as uh, OEMs? Are you selling these at, and some RV manufacturers doing them as original uh, equipment manufacturers? Uh, with we this? have a number of uh, trailer companies that are building trailers. Um, Happier Camper and uh, ATC uh, will use our toilet in their in their towables, very big in towables. Um, Nelson RVs they they use it exclusively in their RVs. Uh, so a number of them more and more are coming our way, and the main reason is we are the easiest solution for toiletry. Easiest by far. Now. The cost of all of this, what uh, what is what does these toilets cost? What's involved in how much? You know, most people are not do-it-yourselfers to install it themselves. Um, let's let's talk about that first. How does okay. that work? Out? The toilet is about is eight hundred ninety-five dollars delivered in the U.S. Uh, so we'll deliver to your home. We have come out with two colors, black and blue, which have skyrocketed for additional ninety-five dollars. They're not painted; they're solid plastic they're solid all the way through uh, even the even the bucket inside is solid color or whatever it is we have a black and a blue the blue is a, a powder blue it's beautiful the installation uh, on our website under owners tips and tricks we show you how to floor mount kit is put on very simply once you do it you can't see it we also have um, a, a platform situation to receive the toilet and a lot of people just set it in the in the rv we're getting a, a lot of requests for it in the shower. So we have a, a silicone mat that you set in the shower, set the toilet on top of it, drive around, it's not gonna move anywhere. You can shower with the toilet or you can take the toilet out of the shower. We also have a cover with three inch foam, tailored cover uh, made out of a material similar to this umbrella. So if water did get on it, 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 uh, it just rolls off. I use the toilet outside my house for my dog, picking up the dog waste and dropping the toilet, press the button. And it's outside the environment all day. So it is. So, so really, you don't even have to install it. You just it's self-contained, totally self-contained. We have a lot in tree houses in California. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is always hard when you're doing a podcast to talk about this stuff. But okay, so you have all these little wrapped poop packages, I guess. Yep. Yeah, if you pull the cartridge vertical, which you wouldn't do, but if you did, you would see a long sausage link. And, and where do you dispose fun. of this? Where, where do people what you dispose? do is when, when a red line show up on the inside of the toilet in the film, you stop flushing. You take the top off, you reach inside and grab the garbage bag that is around the drum, just like you do at home, pull it up, encapsulate the whole thing, twist tie it, throw it in the trash. The same thing you do with adult diapers and baby diapers. So it's much the same way. That's and the same no thing. There's no spillage. There's no leaking on the trash people. There's no odor from when they open the can up to get knocked over. They don't. It's just a garbage bag. Now, are most of your customers uh, RVers, campers? A very large amount is RV and campers. We have 
thousands in ice fishing houses on Minnesota lakes. Um, a rocket um, company uh, that's building a space station licensed our patent for toilets. Um, uh, let's see, a lot of a lot of tiny homes, a lot of she sheds, a lot of hunting lodges, a lot of boats. Uh, Navy SEALs use our toilets, and uh, New York uh, Coast Guard. Now, uh, I ran into your uh, the Lavio toilet at uh, Embassy RV in Elkhart. They were using those in their the vans that they built. Yep, and uh, were big boosters. Do you uh, I, do you have a campaign to get more? manufacturers to make them standard issue uh standard standard equipment on their rvs um the big the big 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 companies for the big um uh, the big name brands don't want to have, have it reached out i've tried to reach out to them but it's a little price point for them because they're trying to make the, their their vehicles as inexpensive as they can where an embassy is trying to offer best of class product yeah. and the options for toilets in a van are very limited uh, you have to vent them, you have to clean them, whose turn is to clean the poop bucket, essentially. Um, with ours, there's there's no smell, There's no you don't see it, you don't touch it, never, ever again. So roughly 900 bucks or so for the toilet. What about the, the supplies that you need and how often do you need those? And have you worked it out to how much per, quote, flush or use uh, it yes, is? We- Yes, we have. You can get 24 to 25 visits to a cartridge if you don't flush urine every time. So at, at 57.75 for a three pack of refills, you're going to end up, and then with freight, you're going to end up probably a dollar, dollar fifteen maybe per flush. Okay, and um, I, I'm <laughs> I'm picturing this pea powder, and that's is it spelled <laughs> P-E-A? Is it spelled P-E-E? powder p-e-e just like okay i was thinking maybe it was p-e-a but p-e-p powder uh you have some of that urine in the toilet you push this powder in and it turns it to a gel right instantly is but john discovered the uh, pea powder and i was going to call it angel dust i mean not angel dust (laughs) something like that and she said no you got to call it uh pea powder because that's what it does so it, you literally dust the urine with the little shaker bottle and walk away and is, the pea powder is the same material that's in a baby diaper so it's non-hazardous um there's no there's no odor it's, it's not a perfume but it, it, it eliminates the odor and turns into a gel it's amazing product it's really we bottle it here and as, as best as we can bottle it we're shipping it you know somebody's going to hear this and they're going to wonder could you use that on a on a traditional RV toilet? Um, no, I wouldn't think so because it's going to gum up um, ah. uh, the situation. Um, and what's unique about our toilet? Let's say you have uh, you caught some fish for dinner and you didn't cook them in time and they went bad and you don't know what to do with them. Throw them in our toilet and flush it. You can flush anything. You can throw a cantaloupe in there, a honey baked ham, a fish. People. A lot of toilets you can't put toilet paper in until people throw the whole roll in. I don't care. Throw it in anything you want. <laughs> in, in yours, yeah. You certainly can't in other, other RV yeah, toilets. Throw anything in ours. But in yours. Uh, well, I, this is a very interesting, uh, you know, I have looked at compact toilets and I've looked at the cassettes and, yep. you know, uh, composting toilets. Yep. 
and uh, never any interest, but I, I can actually see where this actually would be a pretty good solution for, uh, I just finished a camping trip this, just yesterday before we did this interview, and uh, half the problem was dealing with odor, even though I use a lot of water in ours, you know, it it's, it is always an issue. And uh, That is the issue, and we just won in 2022 the Australian Camping Innovation Award, and we got a trophy uh, for that. And our Australian dealer, uh, Adam, is doing a fantastic job. As a matter of fact, we're building a container for him now to put on the ocean to uh, ship him another, another load of toilet. Well, tell our audience where they can get more information about all this. What's your okay. website? It's dry, D-R-Y, hyphen or minus sign, flush, F-L-U-S-H, dot com. I'll put a link in the description below so they can actually okay. go to it. And we'll be showing you some of the video that you guys have provided on this. Uh, will, will you be doing any of the RV shows around the country where people I, I could see them? I do a couple, in, uh, one in Springfield, Mass., and one in Connecticut at the Mohegan Sun. And literally, it is people in our booth all day long. And at both shows this year, two different times at each show, customers walked in and said, Doug, you can leave the booth. I'll sell the toilet for you because I have one. And I love it. I got to say something. I, I had a business for... 38 years before this, a label printing business. At this job here, every single day, someone calls me up and the first words are, I love my Lavio. And I just, I start laughing every single time because we're talking about a toilet. But uh, there's a lady who has a Lavio pool party. And I said, what? She goes, yeah, I have a, par a party once a year at my house because I have your toilet in my pool shed. And that's how much I love it. And I, I, I coined the party, the Lavio pool party. Oh my goodness! It's, it's, you know, I was another big advantage of this is I suppose the weight it saves, not having a black tank in an RV and not having those big ceramic to uh, toilets. It, uh, yeah, the weight there's yeah, you certainly got a lot of weight when you have a black tank, and you get someone has to pump it out. Um, so it's, it is a lot less weight because the toilet itself weighs thirty two pounds with a battery. It's twenty eight without the battery, so if you want twelve volt, and um, and again, it's no one. It's it's so easy to, to operate and so simple. Um, we have incredible parts and maintenance videos online. Any replacement parts are priced ridiculously uh, inexpensive. Um, and again, people just just love it. Well, we will direct them to your website. You ought to think about doing some of the big national RV shows like Hershey and Tampa. Uh, because uh, I think you, you, you've got a product that a lot of RVers, uh, once they hear about it, are going to be uh, knocking on your door, as you Thank probably you. are experiencing right now. I have, uh, I have some RVers who tell me that they, at the campsites, they just brag about they have the, they have the dry flush toilet, <laughs> and they give demos. I had one person say, can you send me some Giving food? demos of their toilet and bragging about it. But, it's, uh, it's hysterical. It's, it's actually, I... It, I laugh all day long. This is well. It let's face it. The black tank toilet is the 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 biggest negative about RV and the, the RV lifestyle is the is the toilet. And you may have solved that problem for us, Doug. Thank you so much for um, enlightening us about this important thing and telling us about uh, what may be uh, the new uh, the new standard for RV toilets. <laughs> we'll see you down the road. Thank you for having us. Well, what do you think? Well, who's got to take that out and dump it? 
<laughs> well, I guess you that know, probably... you just dispose of it like you would baby diapers. You know, yeah. it goes in a big trash can. It's all tightly wrapped. It doesn't smell. Nothing comes out. It really sounds good to have something that doesn't smell. And I'm thinking about not having that weight with the black tank. Yes. And it, it sounds like the future. It really does. It's uh, expensive. How yeah. much? You know, but uh, we'll see. You know, it, what <laughs> nine hundred bucks? I think he says, and and I wouldn't. I guess there's nothing to install because it doesn't hook up to anything. It's all self-contained. And uh, anyway, uh, we put links in the show notes, and you can see it if you uh, watch the YouTube version of the podcast. We'll have some video of it as well. Uh, didn't think we'd hold do a whole interview on a toilet. But anyway, <laughs> we did this week. All right, when uh, we come back, we have the RV news of the week. So please stay with us. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10. When you buy $99 or more in merchandise, you'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Have you had it with overbooked, overcrowded campgrounds? Then check out Harvest Hosts, where RVers can overnight for free at more than 2,400 wineries, farms, microbreweries, golf courses, and attractions. Harvest Host is a membership service for those with self-contained RVs looking for unique, beautiful, and peaceful overnight camping experiences across North America. When you become a member of Harvest Host, you can camp for free at all these places. Jennifer and I are Harvest Host members, and we've made so many great memories at Harvest Host locations. There's no charge for camping, and your Harvest Host membership fee is easily made up with just a couple of stays. Plus, you have awesome places to stay. If you use our special affiliate link of rvlifestyle.com slash HH, you'll automatically get 15% off the cost of your membership. That's 15% off, but you must use the special link, rvlifestyle.com slash HH. Welcome back. Time now for the RV News of the Week. What's our first story? Our first story is something near and dear to my heart. When you've been out hiking, have you ever noticed those piles of rocks randomly stacked here and there while hiking somewhere picturesque? They and, call those a, a rock cairn, and uh, they're I, everywhere. They're now. everywhere now, and I've never been a big fan of them, but obviously a lot of people like to leave their little mark by seeing how many rocks they can, you know, stack on top of each other. Well, if you come across one at Yosemite National Park, rangers are requesting that you knock them down. <laughs> now, they're called Karens, these uh, stacks of rock, rocks upon rocks. They were all the rage a while back, but increasingly parks throughout the country are telling people to knock it off. Knock them over. <laughs> yep, knock them over. And at Yosemite, they are going so far as to urge visitors to dismantle them. 
And the reason is these uh, piles disrupt small insects, reptiles, and microorganisms found in nature, and they go against the leave-no-trace philosophy by leaving a human presence in otherwise natural settings. And I kind of felt like an old grump because I'd see them, I'm thinking particularly on Mackinac Island, they'd just be stacked oh, up yeah. everywhere. And I thought that really changes the beauty of the place. Yeah. I. So I'm all in favor of knocking them over. Yeah, it's kind of fun to knock them over. Uh, there was uh, some really uh, bad weather uh, all over the place, but uh, particularly, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of smoke. Well, there was a lot of smoke out in Oregon because uh, somebody tipped over a camping stove and it caused uh, a pretty big fire uh, and the evacuation of Oregon's Deschutes State Park. Uh, this fire um, shut down the whole park last week. It spread to about a thousand acres. Firefighters were able to contain it in a canyon. But as we put this podcast together, they're, they're still fighting it. And um, as we've said earlier, much of the country is under this heat advisory, extra dry conditions everywhere. Um, this increased risk of wildfires in many parts and certainly um, still burning in Canada. If you find yourself in an area with wildfire smoke, we're going to put a link in the show notes for this episode. Just go to rvlifestyle.com slash podcast. And we'll put a link about uh, how dangerous just breathing that smoke is. And that's why many places say don't go outside when the smoke is, is around. You can also bring it in as you're driving through it in your RV. So we'll put a whole story about that, the dangers of um, of these wildfire smoke. And it's it's rather considerable. So check that out. RVLifestyle.com slash podcast. You'll find the show notes. And our next story, many campgrounds and tourist areas in the Adirondacks and forests of Vermont are, com are continuing to clean up and assess damage done after record rains hit the area a week ago. In the Adirondacks, a state of emergency was issued for an area that includes Indian Lake, Long Lake, and Speculator. Uh, pictures showed crumbled pavement, washed out roads, and serious water damage. And in Vermont, some places saw nine inches of rain in a short time, causing what the governor called historic and catastrophic flooding. The Adirondacks is a wonderful place to camp, and so much so that we wrote a seven-day adventure guide. Yeah, you can find it. We fell in love with the Adirondacks. It's just a beautiful area. You can read our seven-day adventure guide. It gives you a whole route to do, and you can see all the highlights of it. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes at rvlifestyle.com slash podcast. Um, story uh, about Death Valley National Park. Now, we've talked about all this heat. So you would think that people would say, well, I'm not going there because that is supposed to be the hottest place in, on Earth, they say sometimes. Well, just the opposite has happened. It is so hot that people say, let's go visit it. It's becoming a tourist attraction. They're flocking to the park to get a picture of themselves by this famous thermometer that they have there outside Furnace Creek at the Visitor Center. I mean, temperatures have been so high uh, in the West, this excessive heat, uh, there's warnings for California, Arizona, Nevada. In Death Valley, temperatures have been approaching 130 degrees. People have died. There was a, a death we reported there last week from somebody who apparently ran out of gas and his air conditioner broke down in his vehicle. Uh, the all-time record was set, by the way, in 1913 at 134 degrees, so they're pushing that. 
Uh, Rangers are trying to say people, you know, think about this. They're posting signs saying, if you're going to go, bring lots of water. Don't go to any hike. Don't go outside on a hike after 10 a.m. Pack to survive. Um, so be careful about all that stuff. And uh, who'd ever think that that would become a tourist attraction because of the heat? But people want their selfies. Yep. <laughs> and now we got another story on uh, Death Valley. So speaking of Death Valley National Park, the National Park Service is asking for the public's help in identifying who shot five wild burrows there. The burrows are an invasive species, heavily used during the uh, gold rush when some escaped and their descendants are the wild herds that are there now. Even though they are invasive, it is not legal to shoot the burrows. Yet someone did just that, shooting five of them and leaving their carcasses behind a rot. The NPS has set up a hotline and is asking for the public's help finding who did this. And let's hope they do. Lots of news from the industry this week. Let's check with our uh, regular correspondent. Uh, he is the um, executive editor of industry-leading uh, RV business and Woodall's Campground Magazine's Rick Kessler tells us what's going on in the RV industry news of the week. Hi, Rick. A whole bunch of announcements this past week. First, Camping World announced it was going to be buying Sonny's RV in Casper, Wyoming. The next day, they opened a new dealership in Oklahoma City, one that only sells and services Jayco-branded RVs. And then, Camping World said it had closed on the acquisition of All Seasons RV in Yuba City, California. Lastly, they announced the opening of a brand new store in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Marcus Limonis has been busy, folks, and we're told he's not even close to being done yet. In other industry news, the retail sales figures for May came out, and it's pretty much a good news, bad news situation. The bad news is the monthly total was down 17% compared to May of last year. The good news is that drop is not as bad as it has been. What's happening? Well, for starters, the first half of 2022 were all pretty much record numbers. So this year could hardly be expected to keep pace with that. But the other thing is, even though the numbers are off from last year, they aren't that far off from where they should be given the long-term expectations. And finally, it looks like KOA had a really good 4th of July with an increase in registration revenue of more than 12% over the record results from last year. And it was the same story up north where KOA's registrations for the Canada Day holiday were also up, this time nearly 7%. And that's the latest industry news from RV Business and Woodall's Campground Magazines. Mike and Jen, back to you. Thank you, Rick, for that great report. Lots of information there. When we come right back, we'll have the RV Tip of the Week. Are you ready to embark on an unforgettable adventure in your RV? Our RV Lifestyle Travel Guide eBooks are your ultimate companions for exploring North America's most breathtaking destinations. They'll help you hit the road with confidence and make the most out of your RVing experience. We're Mike and Jennifer Wendland, and we are passionate explorers and the authors of an entire library of RV Travel Guide eBooks. We have meticulously put together detailed travel maps showing you the best routes, where to stay, what hidden gems to discover along the way. From the majestic Yellowstone National Park to the vibrant colors of Colorado, the awe-inspiring beauty of Utah, 
the enchanting deserts of Arizona, the tranquil Great Lakes region, the pristine wilderness of the Adirondacks. We've even done a captivating three-part guide to RV travel and camping in Florida. No matter where your wanderlust takes you, we've got you covered. Our curated list of must-see attractions ensures that you won't miss out on any unforgettable experiences. You want to witness the eruption of Old Faithful? We've got you covered. Craving an epic road trip through breathtaking landscapes? We've got the perfect route for you. Dreaming of beachside camping under the stars? We know the best spots. With our eBooks available for instant download at rvlifestyle.com books, you can have the knowledge you need right at your fingertips. Head over to rvlifestyle.com books and start exploring the wonders of North America today. Unforgettable adventures are waiting. Welcome back, everybody. Time now for the RV Tip of the Week with uh, certified RV inspector Brenda of Queen Bee RV. Uh, Brenda's focuses on educating RVers on how to take care of their RV. She especially uh, likes to work with women and teach them. Uh, she's a regular contributor to the podcast, sharing her expertise. And this week, she's going to talk about uh, taking off those propane cylinders on our RV and taking them to get filled and bringing them back. What you need to know about them, because remember, those propane cylinders can be dangerous. Here's Queen Bee RV herself, Brenda. Hey guys, this week I want to talk to you about transporting of the DOT cylinders, also known as your propane tanks. Now, any of you guys that are using travel trailers or fifth wheels, this is the propane setup that you guys have. So let's go over some steps how you can disconnect these and take them for either servicing, maybe you need to get them recertified, or you just need to top them off and fill them. So when you're transporting them, there's some specific steps that I want you to go through. Number one, I want you to go inside the rig and turn off everything that is calling for propane. So the refrigerator, the water heater, the furnace, anything that calls for propane, turn those off come outside and I want you to turn off the service valve and that's this triangle shaped usually silver little knob on the top here there's arrows on it it's righty tighty to shut that off the next thing I want you to do is disconnect the pigtail this one happens to be black some of you guys have a green pigtail on yours this is the excess flow valve you're going to disconnect the pigtail same thing righty tighty lefty loosey when you get this off, this little tube right here will have some memory and it'll just hang there. That is fine. Just let that go. There will usually be a dust cap hanging there on the cylinder and you're going to replace that where the excess flow valve used to be. Put the dust cap on there so that when you're transporting it in there, there uh, in your vehicle, there's not going to be debris or dust or anything getting inside that service valve area. After that, you're going to release whatever is holding down the propane tanks, at, let's say on your platform or in your little holding area. This one just happens to have this big butterfly wing nut. You're gonna release however it's being held on the platform, and then you'll be able to lift the cylinder out of here. Next up, you're gonna transport it. We want you to put this in some place that is going to keep this cylinder, this tank upright. You don't want it laying on its side. There's all sorts of reasons that I won't dig deep on this time, but you do not want that propane touching the service valve area. And if you tip it over, that's what's going to happen. So we'll keep it upright. You can put it in some type of carrier. 
in the back of your uh, tow vehicle. You could even put it in the back of your SUV or the back seat of your car. But I'm going to tell you a couple of safety tips. One is you absolutely want to crack a window if this is going to be inside one of your vehicles. The next part is this needs to be strapped down in all directions. Some people will simply put a little bungee cord around its waist or put it in a box and let it slide around in the back of your tow vehicle and that is risky. You want to strap this down. It is the law that you have it strapped down in all directions, over the shoulder, over the belly. So on that note, if you have it in the back seat of your car or your uh, SUV, you can use the seat belt. Just keep it upright and not sliding all around. Then whenever you come back, oh, before I say that, I want to tell you guys, whenever you're going to get it topped off or recertified, don't mess around. Go straight to the dispenser wherever you're taking it to be looked at. Don't, don't go shopping and leave it in the hot car. Go straight there and come straight back. Then when you come back, you're doing everything in reverse. You're putting it back on its platform, securing it again. You're going to remove the dust cap attach the excess flow valve, your pigtail again, and then you can open the service valve and then turn on all the appliances that call for propane. So I hope those tips were helpful. And if you are a lady and you would like to know more about your RV in regards to safety, troubleshooting, and just maintaining your RV on your own, I hope you'll go to queenbeerv.com and check on the events and find out where our women's nationwide RV workshop is touring next. Their cities, dates, locations, hopefully we'll see at one near you. Now back to you, Mike and Jen. Well, that was really helpful about the propane tanks. And now, Mike, what's the app of the week? Well, our RV app of the week is one I heard about just uh, this past week from a friend of ours who uh, is traveling in Alaska. And along with some of the Facebook posts that she's been putting on our RV Lifestyle Facebook uh, group uh, uh, is a little map that shows where they have been. And uh, the app is uh, really what makes that map. It's a map app program. Uh, try to say that five times, a map <laughs> app program. Um, and uh, this is always, of course, so this app of the week is sponsored by NewTravelTech.com. That's our sister blog, which celebrates the way technology can enhance the entire travel experience. And the app is called Polar Steps. And it is an automatic travel mapping app program that tracks your travels seamlessly. You don't have to do a thing. You just sort of start it on your cell phone. And, uh, and that's all you have to do. And it will track your entire route. And then you can uh, make a little dot where you spent the night or where you stayed for three days or where you saw an attraction that you want. You can put a picture in for that. And it puts it all in this great map, which you can share in your own uh, emails or social media. Uh, you can come home after this trip and you can print it out in an 11 by 8 coffee table book, which is really cool. Uh, it's free. Uh, the top of coffee table book costs you a lot of money if you want to put that up, but uh, the app is free and uh, it's well worth checking out. Polar Steps, it's called, and we'll put a link to it in uh, the show notes. And also, you can find it at newtraveltech.com. It's uh, the story we lifted right from their pages. <laughs> cool app, and it's always fun to see where you've been. It really is. Yeah. All right. The RV questions of the week coming up after this. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries 
that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And battle-borne batteries are protected by a 10-year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborne battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back, everybody. Time now for the RV questions of the week. What do you and got for us? Our first question comes from Ronnie. And the question is, I was widowed this past year. And though I was a driver of our motor home for the last many, many years, I have never driven it all by myself. It's a 37-foot Thor Windsport gas motorhome, and I have to get it down to Marriott, Georgia in August, September. Do you happen to know of anyone who transports these for people? Oh, Ronnie, our hearts go out to you, and uh, um, I don't know if we can help, but we've got a couple of ideas. The first one, Ronnie, if you're a member of FMCA, uh, they have a, a a program in emergencies that will take uh, an RV back for people. If you're on the road and um, there's an emergency and somebody else can't come or you're in a hospital or you get sick, uh, they have a program in which they will arrange to have your vehicle transported back to your home. So uh, that's one reason why we recommend everybody join FMCA. But uh, uh, if that's the case, if you are a member of them, it's well worth trying it because that won't cost you a thing. It's covered in your membership. Uh, and the membership, I think, is like 50 bucks a year. It's well, well worth it. And you get lots of other perks and discounts. But if you're not a member um, or you want to just try and handle this yourself, try an RV dealership. Try a couple of them if, if you don't get success in the first ones. Because RV dealerships are always hiring people to transport vehicles back and forth. I know somebody at our property in Tennessee that just got an RV and um, they didn't have a tow vehicle and they had the dealer that they bought it from, they arranged to trot, tow it right to his campsite. He's got it there right now. Uh, so most dealerships will do that for you. They Or they have a service that they hire and that's what you need is somebody that can, can do that. So um, you should not have a, a problem getting it back. That That should solve your problem? I was just wondering, though, what about people who want their cars transported from point A to point B? Oh, do you think you could anybody yeah. would be able to do that, or are they just too big? Yeah, you probably could. The, um, do a search under transport a vehicle uh, someplace, you know, to Georgia, and you'll get, I mean, you'll get 50 different you'll ads from people who on that search different companies that have vehicle transport, mostly their car transport. We've used them. Uh, they also offered to tow a truck once. They're costly, but um, that's what they specialize in. And if you start negotiating with one, oh my goodness, you'll have them calling you for weeks on end. They're very competitive. But the prices are, you know, are competitive. I'll say that. They're expensive, but either, I don't think they gouge you for it. I really think the best plan is what you said, an RV dealer. And if you st strike out with one, try two, try three, try four. 
And then you could try the uh, car transport companies because mm -hmm. some of them may do it. Uh, we had uh, one of our cars towed from Florida to Michigan once because we were going on an RV trip and we had to get the car back. And um, they put it on a flatbed trailer. So I think your 37-foot Thor wouldn't necessarily fit on one of those. You want somebody to actually drive it. But uh, you'll find a way. So uh, those, are, those are three ideas. I think that's a great idea, the fallback, the car transport companies, because I'm sure somebody out there can, can help you with it. So hope you get it back there, and I hope you uh, get the confidence and keep... Um, keep RVing. There's somebody out there who will drive it for you. The hard part is finding the right somebody yeah. that's honest and reputable and that'll be responsible and get it where you want it to be. Start at your RV dealership. Those guys uh, will give you the first lead on probably the best candidates. So you got a comment or a question about something that you have heard on the podcast today? Send them to us. We would love to get uh, a, res a response from you or a question. Mike and Jen, at rvlifestyle.com. That's our personal email address. All right, that's it for this week. Happy trails.